Life is made up of many gorgeous moments. Cherish them all, big and small, with Blue Nile. Whether it's for yourself or a loved one, Blue Nile's unrivaled selection of expertly crafted fine jewelry and statement pieces help make all your moments sparkle. Blue Nile's experts are on hand to guide you, and their diamond guarantee ensures you get the highest quality at the best price. Celebrate a life well lived in the most radiant way and save up to 30% at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Are you looking for ways to be happier, healthier, more productive, and more creative? Gretchen Rubin is the number one bestselling author of The Happiness Project, and every week she shares insights and practical solutions in the Happier with Gretchen Rubin podcast. Gretchen's co-host and happiness guinea pig is her sister Elizabeth Kraft, a Hollywood showrunner. Join Gretchen and Elizabeth as they reveal fresh insights from cutting-edge science, ancient wisdom, pop culture, and their own experiences about cultivating happiness and good habits. Every week, they offer a manageable try-this-at-home tip you can use to boost your happiness without spending a lot of time, energy, or money. Suggestions such as follow the one-minute rule, choose a one-word theme for the year, or design your summer. They also feature segments like Know Yourself Better, where they discuss questions like, are you an overbuyer or underbuyer, a morning person or night person? Abundance lover or simplicity lover. And every episode includes a happiness hack, a quick, easy shortcut to more happiness. Listen and follow Happier with Gretchen Rubin, an Odyssey podcast. Available now, free on the Odyssey app and wherever you get your podcasts. Icons, did you ever watch True Blood? I was obsessed. I thought the men on that show, Alexander Skarsgård, Ryan Quanton, I was in love with him when that show was airing. And I thought it was just so good. And so that's why I'm so excited to tell you about the new season of the Truest Blood podcast. The Truest Blood podcast is fantastic. If you haven't listened before, it's hosts Kristen Bauer and Deborah Ann Wall, who rewatch and tell true stories from the set of HBO's iconic series, True Blood. They discuss the episodes, the blood, both fake and real, and all the sexy bites in between. And this season of the podcast, they cover seasons three and four of True Blood, uh, where there's more werewolves, witches, and vampire royalty on the show. Plus, they have really great people who worked behind the scenes of the show coming on and talking about the show. Lots of that to come. I think we're all pop culture junkies here. And one of the things that I love about pop culture is seeing how the sausage is made. And so I think that's why we're all going to be so excited to listen to the Truest Blood podcast. So check it out. uh, And also check out the show True Blood. Watch all episodes of True Blood on Max and listen to the podcast wherever you get your podcasts. It's like I'm just kind of like left on the sideline a lot of times. It's like, well, when are we going to be intimate? When are we going to have time for ourselves? Why don't you just tell them how you feel? I do try to tell him candy. And I just, it's not just that. It's just like, you know, it's just, it's just been like, it's just been hard because sometimes it just escalates into an argument. I feel like when you argue, you know, it's lines you don't cross. He must have called you out your name or something. Oh, my gosh. That's the highest I've ever heard Kenya's voice. I do try to tell him candy. 
<laughs> and I felt bad for Kenya because I was upset at Mark. I don't want her to be with this Mark. He doesn't seem like a good man. And I feel the same way about Portia, too. I don't want Portia with Dennis. I don't like these men for these queens. I want them to be happy. And this Mark is not treating Kenya right. And I'm not enjoying it. But I did have to laugh when Kenya was trying to squeak out a tear. And she's I do try to tell him candy. <laughs> highest highest i've ever heard her voice i mean the dogs started barking in my neighborhood because they could hear it at that high pitch level and uh, i loved it but we're going to talk about atlanta in just a second uh we have to talk about housewives i know it's thanksgiving week those of you that are traveling i hope you're having safe travels i hope you're on a plane enjoying this and relaxing a little bit or if you're not traveling for thanksgiving i hope you're just enjoying it from the comfort of your own home because that's what I'll be doing this Thanksgiving. Matt and I will be here in California. We like to stay here for Thanksgiving, and then we go home to Ohio for Christmas. That's how we like to play it. I like not having to travel over Thanksgiving. I think it's too close together with Christmas to fly across the country. And I, Thanksgiving is my favorite week of the year because we just cook a bunch of food, we watch a bunch of movies and binge TV shows. It's just the best week. And LA gets so quiet. Normally, it's very hectic here. Even like the the roads are busy and everything like that, but uh, Thanksgiving week, everyone empties out of LA and it just gets really nice and quiet. So I love Thanksgiving week, and uh, I know we have some housewives on this week. We're gonna be catching ourselves up. I have a date later with my mom on the phone. She's gonna, of course, walk me through some cooking stuff. I cook all of Linda's food. My mom, Linda, I cook all of her food for Thanksgiving. So we'll I'll, we'll make a turkey. I make my mom's stuffing recipe, which is the best. I make my mom's cheesecake, and then I have told you guys I'm going to be making pumpkin pie. But we do the full Thanksgiving for just Matt and I. We have some friends coming over for dessert. But for the most part, we cook like a ton of food, a shitload of food for just two people. And it's the best thing ever. And my mom, of course, has to coach me through a lot of it. But I've shared with you guys on the podcast, I think, before when my mom sends me recipe videos as she's cooking. So a lot of times, particularly around the holidays, I'll just get texts where it's just my mom like narrating how to make like her cheesecake. I think I might have shared that one on the podcast where she just the videos her like showing off her cheesecake and then she's narrating it like a cooking show. She's like And add your can of cherries. You'll have a delicious cream cheese cheesecake. I bet you it'll be the hit of the party. Uh, I bet you everybody'll love it. Can't wait to have some. Bet you everyone'll love it. Be the hit of the party. Everyone'll love this cheesecake, Dan. If you make it like this, everyone will love it. Betcha they'll, betcha they'll ask for more. <laughs> They're the best videos. I'll try to post them on my Instagram. I think she's going to be sending me a stuffing one later uh, that I'm very excited to receive. But I do have a date with her later on the phone to go over some of the recipes because it's going to be a lot of cooking. Now, we have to talk about Tinsley on The Real Housewives of New York. So Tinsley is engaged. Game set. Now she got a match. I'm cautiously optimistic. Actually, I'm not very optimistic, to be honest with you. I, are we all supposed to forget that Tinsley painted this man as a controlling asshole last season? Uh, that's what we were told from watching the season. So now, am I worried about Tins? Of course. I'm worried that she's just being subservient to this man who, from all that we know about him, is not the best. Of course, is he a coupon king? Sure. Uh, and I do love a Chicago man. You know, I love Chicago. I lived there for a couple of years. I love that city more than any city in the entire U.S. But I am concerned Tinsley's going to be moving to Chicago. Now, there are rumors that she's maybe launching a new Housewives of Chicago. I don't know if I believe that. 
So there's rumors that Tinsley's going to be moving to Chicago now, and it'll be like the launching off point for a new Housewives franchise. I just don't know that I believe that. I don't know if Tinsley's like a strong enough housewife. I love her, of course, but I don't know if she's a strong enough housewife to launch a new franchise. And Bravo puts a lot of money into launching a new franchise. You know, they're not going to do it willy-nilly. So I don't imagine that they would put all their eggs in Tinsley's basket. Of course, Tinsley and eggs. I'll never forget that scene when she's, my babies! <laughs> she's just looking at her, her phone and she's talking about her babies to Dale. But I, I don't know. I would love to see Housewives of Chicago. I don't think Tinsley's going to front it. And then I worry she's just going to leave Housewives and then things aren't going to work out with Scott and then what's she going to have? And then the flip side of that coin is, what if she doesn't leave New York and she tries to make it work long distance with Scott and then that's not good for the relationship either? And some of these Housewives, they do that. The husband lives in a whole nother city, but they don't want to leave the show. You know, we pretend on Atlanta that Cynthia is in Atlanta, but her husband-to-be, Mike Hill, hashtag chill, he lives all the way in LA. So there's, it's a very odd thing that we're all just pretending that's normal. Cynthia's like, well, I'm in Atlanta, and he's in LA, but it works for us. And look, I know everyone's relationship is different, but the reason that Cynthia's doing that is so she could stay in Atlanta. She doesn't want to leave the housewives, because then she's done, right? What is she going to do? They're not going to put her on Beverly Hills, although I would like to see it. I would like to see one of these women go to another franchise. I just don't imagine it happening. And so if Cynthia moves to LA to be with my hashtag Mike Hill, <laughs> hashtag chill, if she moves to LA for him, then she ain't going to be on Housewives anymore. And I think the same thing happened with Kenya Moore, too, when Mark is living in New York. We're all just pretending this is normal, and it's not a normal thing. And if I see Tinsley doing that, too, I'm going to call it out. Calls it as I sees it. So if next season, Tinsley's going to be like, well, I'm staying in New York. Like, we're engaged, and we're planning a wedding, and we're going to be together forever. But he's just going to live in Chicago, and I'm going to live in New York. Like, that's not a normal thing. And we all act like it's normal with Cynthia doing it, who I love Cynthia. But it's not, it's very odd, right? It's, it's odd, because they're doing it to stay on the show. So, I don't know. But... Scott, I have so many questions. Is Carol going to be in the wedding? Is she going to be invited to the wedding? Are we going to see the wedding on TV? Are they going to film it? Scott doesn't seem to want to be on camera much, except for in those coupon cabin commercials that we were forced to watch with Carol. I don't imagine that Scott's going to want to film this. So then what happens next? Is Tinsley just going to have a private wedding? I don't know. And then if she does film it, are one of the cast members from Roni going to be one of the bridesmaids? Because usually... It seems Bravo forces them to do it. Remember when Tamara had Heather Dubrow in the wedding? Uh, Nini had Cynthia in the wedding. Like, when we do these wedding spinoffs, Candy had Phaedra in the wedding, I believe. Maybe I'm making that up. I think that happened. But, you know, they usually have to have another cast member in the wedding, and they pretend they're really close uh, for a spinoff. So is that going to happen to Tinsley and Scott? And which one of the wives? I can't imagine Dorinda pretending to be close enough with Tinsley to be in the wedding. Or Sonia. I mean, I think Sonia is the one that Tinsley seemed to be closest with. Is she going to be in the wedding? I don't think now because Tinsley announced the engagement on Sonia's birthday. It was our Sonorita's birthday. Sonorita. She had a birthday and Tinsley announced the engagement on Sonia's birthday, which is stealing her thunder. And I didn't appreciate that. She stole her thunder and that's not okay with me. So look, we have to back up a little bit. I want to touch on Dallas. 
last week, of course, they got to their vacation, and it was a very dark episode. I do think it was like the most compelling episode so far this season. I thought this season of Dallas has been really bad, but I thought it was good. However, also very troubling, because we had this whole scene where they went to dinner and DeAndra and Carrie wanted to shade Leanne with the infinity dress, which, of course, we haven't seen Leanne wear that infinity and dress since she debuted on the show last season. So we haven't seen in confessional or out to a party. And it's a very odd thing, right? Like, it's just supposed to be worn a million different ways, and it's just a bunch of fabrics that you piece together, and, I don't know, they Velcro on each other or something like that. So it is, of course, a bit of a bizarre invention, but Suzanne Summers made millions doing the three-way poncho. So Leanne stepped it up a notch, and instead of just three ways, she offered hundreds of ways to wear a dress. And Suzanne Summers was shook. Uh, of course, I see that Suzanne Summers three-way poncho in Rite Aid stores across the country. I haven't seen Leanne's Infinity dress at the drugstore yet, but I'm sure CVS is calling. Uh, but DeAndre wanted to put on that dress, go to dinner, and just piss off Leanne. And I felt like it was really mean-spirited. Of course, Leanne had dressed up like Stephanie to go to Stephanie's Halloween party. So I think on some levels you could say, well, Leanne had it coming, right? She did this to one of the other housewives. But this felt meaner to me, and it was also like fucking with someone's business which is like Housewife 101, you don't do that, right? Like, you do not step on someone's business. And so, DeAndra did this, and it would have been funny if maybe she just did it and then kept her mouth shut. And I would have, like, liked DeAndra for it. I would have been like, oh, that's funny. She's stepping up her game. She's, like, bringing some drama to an otherwise boring season. I would have really applauded DeAndra. But it was like she couldn't let it go. Like she just kept harping on it and talking about how it should have come with instructions. And Carrie was like going on and on about it, like to Andrew's little puppet. And I was just like, found it too mean spirited. Like it was past the point of funny drama. Do you remember when Kenya Moore showed up on the episode of Atlanta in that uh, Phaedra? bathing suit cover up and it was funny she showed up and then let it go and she let the outfit costume speak for itself but DeAndre and Carrie just like would not let up and so it became very mean-spirited and it was past the point of funny I thought and then Leanne's reaction was horrendous I thought it was completely horrendous I don't know why Leanne who I was on her side you guys I was sitting there thinking like these girls are being mean girls to Leanne I thought they were being total assholes to her. And I was really feeling bad for Leanne, especially she walked away from the table. She looked like she was about to be in in tears or she was in tears. And then Leanne just went on this tirade where she kept referencing Carrie's Mexican nature, Mexican uh, ethnicity. And it was just dark and weird. And I didn't understand it. I felt like it was just horrendous. And even Stephanie called it out. She didn't want to be confrontational with Leanne, but she did see it was wrong. And it was terrible what she kept saying. And she just kept saying it over and over. She's like, Carrie is strong Mexican. And she just kept saying Mexican over and over again. And it was just horrendous. I just thought, come on. And I I don't know why she hasn't seemingly apologized for it. I haven't seen it. Maybe I missed it. But I haven't seen Leanne apologize for it. I saw a lot of people calling her out online. And again, I always like Leanne a lot, but I, I just thought it was just awful. Weird, 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 too. Weird, awful, gross, 
And it seems like it's going to be happening again this week. And, or I don't know if they're on this week. They're off for Thanksgiving, but it just was a bizarre thing to do. And I didn't approve of it. So all around, I just thought it was really dark. But you know who I am loving this season is Brandy. She was like the voice of reason at that table. I really am falling in love with Brandy this season. And I did not expect that. I didn't like Brandy. I didn't really care for her, to be honest. And now I'm like Team Brandy. <laughs> like, I love her. I find her beautiful, funny, smart. I don't know. I'm like falling in love with Brandy and did not expect it. Anyway, there were some fun gems in this episode. That whole Cam taking Xanax montage was truly Emmy-worthy. She was just... <laughs> Cam was really making me laugh this episode. She said something about when you're traveling to Thailand, you're traveling to the future because they're 12 hours ahead. (laughs) Uh, And no one knew how they got there. They were all drugged up on the plane. They all had their plane drugs. And none of them knew how to get there. And that's the way to travel. There's nothing better than arriving somewhere and you don't remember how you got there. I think that's the only way to travel. I uh, really respect them for just popping some pills. (laughs) Of course, prescription prescribed to them. I'm an anxious traveler, so I get it. But they all got there, and they're like, where are we? How do we get here? And meanwhile, Cam's like, we're in the future. <laughs> but seeing them in Thailand was sometimes troubling, I'd say. You know, they were doing that bowing. Did you notice when they were, like, bowing at that man? <laughs> it was very Valerie Cherish to me. Like, they were just bowing at people, and they didn't know who they were supposed to bow at, or if they were supposed to bow at. It was just... It was hysterical to me, and rude, and odd, and all of the things. All of the things. Oh, that low infinity dress, too, by the way, I wrote it down. It's supposed to be worn 137 ways. And they kept saying, oh, no, that's what Carrie and DeAndre were saying. They were say, saying, it's supposed to be worn 137 ways, and we can't even find one. And <laughs> Carrie said, I've had four C-sections, and that was easier than putting this dress on. I mean, it was very rude. <laughs> it was very rude. They were being very rude about that Linfinity dress. But, you know, that's the episode. That's the episode. Uh, Next week, we see them go to one of those ping pong shows. And I don't know, you guys, Dallas is in a rough spot this season. This was the most entertaining episode, I thought. And it was so problematic in so many different ways. I don't know where we go from here. I don't know how to fix Dallas. I don't know if we can fix Dallas. It seems like we have gone off the deep end. And I'm just not sure that we're coming back from it. I thought we had two flawless seasons, and now everything has changed. I would like to see them maybe just completely reboot. While I am loving Brandy this season, and of course, you know I love Queen Icon Legend Stephanie, she's my fave. I think maybe we just need a fresh reboot, a complete reboot. I was suggesting on Instagram that maybe we just go older, so maybe we keep Mama D, and we cast around Mama D's friends. And we have an older gen housewives. And then some of the younger ladies, they can maybe make appearances. But I would love to see an older housewives. And we have nowhere to go but up, right? The ratings for Dallas are kind of in the toilet. And so I think a fresh reboot with like an older gen would be very risky. And probably a lot of people wouldn't watch. But I think it would still get the same ratings that we're getting now. So let's try something new. Let's do something crazy. Let's do something crazy. So I also want to touch on Orange County. They're getting ready for their trip to Florida. And it was it really made me laugh Like when they were getting ready for that, when they were presenting the idea of a trip, and Shannon said she wouldn't go to Key West. It was really funny to me because they were joking about how the women would bury a body for Shannon, right? So they were all saying, we're here for you, Shannon. If you don't want to go to Key West, that's fine. We're here for you. We would do anything for you. We'll bury a body for you. And Emily, the lawyer, was like, no, I wouldn't do that. (laughs) 
It's so funny because that's such a thing where like friends sit around in a group and you're like, you know, I would help you bury a body. If you killed a man, I would help you bury him. And of course, that's not a good thing to do. If one of my friends killed a man, I wouldn't help him bury a body. I'd go to the police and say, hey, my friend killed a man. Like, that's not okay. You can't just kill people. You can't just do it. Whether it's an accident or not, you just can't do it. So maybe if it was self-defense or something like that, but if it was self-defense, then you call the feds or the police and you say, hey, look, this person, I had to defend myself, and so now they're dead. But you don't just kill people willy-nilly and then call your friends up and say, hey, help me bury a body. If my friend did that, I'd be like, hey, guess what? You're going to jail. You're going to prison because you just killed someone, and that's not okay. And so all of these women, these housewives, were sitting around and they were doing that thing. They were saying, uh, Bronwyn was like, I'll help you. You bury that body. You know, Shannon, we'll do anything for you. And Emily, the only smart one, <laughs> the only intelligent one, was like, nope, I wouldn't do that. If you killed a man, I'm not helping you. We're not close enough friends. We're castmates. We're castmates here. And so that made me laugh. There were also sexy bartenders at Bronwyn's party, and I love a shirtless bartender. Because it's like, you get to look at the pretty man, and they give you a cocktail, but then there's also like a wall up, you know, there's a a bar separating you guys, so there's nothing inappropriate. It's just like, you get to look at someone pretty with their top off. I love a man without a blouse. I love a man without a blouse, with a nice set of abs and a chest. Nothing better. There's nothing better. I just really appreciate a shirtless bartender, so that's, that's always fun. Now, on New Jersey last week, we had Melissa's 40th birthday party. Um, I was kind of bored with this, although I did love Ramona's appearance, her cameo. I would like Ramona to appear on All the Housewives. I think she's fantastic. And we also see Teresa flirting with the pool guy, Tony, again. Tony is so sexy. I found him on Instagram. Somebody sent me his at. And he's a gorgeous salt and pepper man. And I really want Teresa to be with him for the rest of her life. I truly think he's stunning looking. Stunning looking. Now, there's more talk about Danielle. Teresa and Margaret talk about Danielle. And look, Teresa, I think, also hates Danielle. And I know that they their relationship fizzles out at the end of the season. But Teresa knows that Danielle's nuts, but good for the show. And I think that with Danielle on the show, Teresa gets out of the house seat a little bit. People don't pay so much attention to Teresa because Danielle's so nuts. And look, that's going to blow up in Teresa's face. But for now, Teresa's still defending Danielle. She is. So, oh, we also, at the Melissa's birthday party, we got a flashback to one of her performances of On Display. And look, that was so long ago. I did not realize On Display was so long. We've been with these women for so many years that you sometimes forget how long it's been. And they played On Display. I was like, oh my God, I totally forgot about this whole season-long arc of Melissa trying to be a pop star. And we got a Kathy flashback. Kathy never got uh, her justice. Justice for Kathy. I know she was born on the show, but I like Kathy. I did. I'll say it till the cows come home. Kathy, I, I, I think I really fell for Kathy because I tried her cannolis once and they were delicious. So look, I always like Kathy. Now, we're going to briefly touch on Atlanta. I know we're running through this a lot, but the um, episodes were last week, and we have Thanksgiving this week, so it is what it is. <laughs> it is what it is. So, in Atlanta, we open on World Pride, and it was interesting to see all the other Bravo liberties. We had Kelly Dodd, we had Cynthia with Noel, we had Margaret, we had Sonia, we had an appearance from a lot of different people. And Cynthia tells Nini that she looks good. 
which was interesting. We were like building up like Jaws, uh, Shark in the Water. We were building up to Cynthia and Nini confrontation. And then I came and it went. It was fine. Nini and Cynthia said hello. Nini, uh, Cynthia said, Nini, you look good. And Nini talked to Noelle for a minute, which I'm loving Cynthia's attitude towards Noelle. And I think her coming out was really beautifully handled. And I thought it was great that Cynthia brought Noelle to the World Pride. It was great. I loved seeing all the Bravo celebrities, and I wish we saw more. You know, I wish we got a little storyline with Andy or Captain Sandy. If she was on that float, I would have loved to see Captain Sandy and Marlo interact a little bit more. Let's get a scene between them, because I want to know what that looks like. I just want to see Captain Sandy sit down with Marlo and <laughs> see, what, see what happens. Uh, you know, Atlanta right now, the thing that's bugging me is that the women aren't all together. And I know next week we get a scene with them all together, but we've been a few episodes in, and it seems like we're getting a lot of duo scenes. We're getting a lot of individual scenes. We're getting Portia at the therapist, which is great to see Portia at the therapist. I want all good things for Portia. The therapist said to Portia today, or in this episode, forgiveness is not for him, it's for you. And that was a light bulb moment, an aha moment, if you will, in the words of Oprah. But it's nice to see these scenes, but I need them interacting more. It's like too much of them all individual separately. I need the cast to come together on a cast trip or something like that, because right now it's getting kind of boring so far. I loved the first episode catching up with all the women, but then I need them to interact with each other. And this season has been rough. We get Candy and Kenya together. Of course, Candy goes over to Kenya's house, and Candy tells us in the confessional that Kenya's submissive to Mark, and that she's seen them argue. And this is frustrating to me, the women that we're seeing in on The Real Houses of Atlanta, the way that they act towards these men is just troubling to me. And Kenya, we always think of as like a tough cookie, right? I always think of her as someone who would not be submissive. We even saw in a montage of her fighting with different people on the cast and how how forward she is and how she can be very aggressive when she needs to be or when she wants to be. But seemingly with Mark, she is the opposite of that. And I don't know what that is exactly, but it seems like with Portia, even with Candy to some extent, like I hate to even say this, but even with Candy, sometimes with Todd, I feel like Candy's such a boss, right? Like she's such a boss. She's so successful in her own right. And she really kills it, right? But then occasionally with Todd, not often, but occasionally I feel like we get little glimpses where it doesn't seem like the candy that we know and love that's a boss. A boss. Does that make sense? Candy's much better, I will say, than what we've seen of Kenya. And I know sometimes in relationships, there's different roles people play. But I just hope that Kenya finds her voice a little bit more with Mark, because I don't want her to be submissive. And it seems like things are off track with them in real time, right? They're not together, I don't believe. And Mark's living in New York. And I would just like Kenya to find someone good. And Portia, too. I don't want Portia to be with Dennis. I know they got back together. And I want her to be happy. And if that means Dennis, fine. But I'd prefer her to just find someone who's going to treat her right, because Portia, too, she's not someone I imagine being submissive and, and putting up with all this shit. And fuck, Dennis uh, allegedly cheated on her or cheated on her with someone while she was pregnant, which, look, when it comes to cheating, I think I've mentioned this on the show before, I don't know that it's a deal breaker. Now, my opinion might change if my boyfriend Matt were to cheat, I might feel completely differently. 
But as of right now, I don't imagine it being like a complete deal breaker because it might happen. And I think when there's an emotional attachment, I think that's way worse. But if it's just sex one time, of course, I'd be pissed and I would cut his balls off. But I don't know that it would be like something to throw the relationship away. That said, though, Portia was pregnant at home, growing the baby, Dennis's baby in her belly. And that's when he cheated. And to me, that's just too far. I don't I I don't know that I would be able to get past that. It's like she's growing your child and what he should be doing is like feeding her, rubbing her feet and like waiting on her hand and foot, not going and fucking someone else. That hot dog king needs to keep it in his pants and sit at home and take care of his wife while she's pregnant. So the fact that he did it while she was pregnant, I don't know that I could get past that. Like how could this man be hooking up with another woman? Wouldn't he be thinking, "Oh yeah, my baby's growing at home with my a fiance or whatever. That's sick to me that he wouldn't feel a type of way about that. Like, uh, I don't know. It's gross to me. I'm not liking the men in Atlanta. I don't like these male-female dynamics that we're seeing on screen. I do love Candy, though. I want to just shout out. I do think Candy's boss, and I think she's got a good attitude about everything. I don't know that Candy's subservient. I just was meaning that I occasionally see little glimpses into a different side of Candy than we know. Then we know. So in New York, Eva and Cynthia are at dinner together, and then Marlo comes, and that's when Eva <laughs> that's when Eva gets up and leaves with all her food. Which, by the way, the editors are making it very clear that Eva's eating a lot of food, and I love that. <laughs> in the scene when she was ordering food, she uh, they put the price tags up on screen, so they show that Eva's was I don't know like two hundred bucks or something, and that Cynthia ordered forty four dollars worth of food, and it was just so shady. <laughs> And they've been doing it a lot. We sh- we saw Eva ordering at the OLG Old Lady Gang restaurant. And I love that they're doing it. It's really hysterical. Makes me laugh. The Atlanta editors know how to make us laugh. Even when there's not drama, they know how to make us laugh. Even that, <laughs> that scene later in the episode when Marlo and Nini met in the park, and then Nini just got up and left. It, I don't know. The editing just was cracking me up. And then Nini got on the horse and carriage and <laughs> scooted off. Ah. <laughs> uh. But we do have to talk about that scene for a second. So Nini, the thing that frustrates me with her is I feel like she wants to be the reality star that we all know and love, and she gives us so many moments. But then there's so many times when she just decides that she's done and scoots off. And that's not good for reality TV. Occasionally, a walk-off is great. But Nini does these a lot where she just decides she's done filming. She decides she's done, and then she gets up and leaves. And I need a reality star who's going to sit and talk and fight it out until we get a resolution. Again, occasionally, I do I want him storming out of the scene? Yes, because that's a beautiful moment oftentimes, too. But Nini seems to do it a lot, and it just seems like she doesn't want to film. And that's mostly been my problem with Nini the past like few seasons, because I love her. She's always been one of my favorites to watch. But the past few seasons, it feels like She's not interested in being on camera for this show. And so she'll just scoot off whenever she wants. She shows up. Look, we went two episodes without Nini in this season. And it's like, if you don't want to do the show, please don't do the show. Because I want you to be in it 100%. Because when Nini's at 100%, let me tell you something. It's perfection. Nini at operating at 100, perfection. Perfection. So we do also get this episode, Portia's back at Dish Nation. 
which I've watched Dish Nation before, and I think Portia's fantastic on it. I love Debrat on there. And we also have Miss Juicy on Dish Nation. If you've ever watched, Miss Juicy is on a reality show called Little Women Atlanta, which I love. If you've never watched Little Women Atlanta, it's a very bizarre reality show set in Atlanta about a group of little women uh, led by Miss Juicy, who you guys have probably seen on the internet. There's like tons of gifts and moments, memes about Miss Juicy. She always refers to herself as Miss Juicy, baby. Anyway, Miss Juicy's a star. She's a complete star. And that's why she's always in these memes and gifs and stuff. Gifs, gifs. Because she's a star. And she's often on Dish Nation with Portia. And so I would say to the Bravo, brilliant, beautiful Bravo editors, like, let's get Miss Juicy on screen. She's appeared on Atlanta before, but I need more Miss Juicy. She's a star. Maybe Lifetime's not letting her appear. But we got a little glimpse of Debrat at Dish Nation, who I love, Debrat Tat Tat. But I would like to see... Uh, Miss Juicy, like, let's get appearance from her. And quite frankly, I'd like Miss Juicy to be a housewife. I would like her to be a real housewife, join Atlanta. She is a reality star. And so let's get her. But I do love Dish Nation. I do like Dish Nation. And Portia's lucky because she's got her mom helping her with this baby. Because right now, Dennis is not in her life so much on the show. And so Portia's stunning mother one of the most beautiful women on TV, Portia's mother. She uh, She's helping Portia out, and the sister's helping her, and that's that's a good thing. So what else? What else do we have? Oh, we do have Candy at the OBGYN. Of course, she's at Dr. Jackie from Married to Medicine's office. I love when Dr. Jackie pops up in these shows. Dr. Jackie is everyone's OBGYN, and it's a beautiful thing. <laughs> love Dr. Jackie. I know we don't talk much about Married to Medicine, you guys, but Dr. Jackie's my fave. Unmarried to Medicine. You all should watch it because Married to Medicine is always great. Although I recommend it a lot. And I do hear from people. I think people should start Married to Medicine from the beginning. I think that season one is fantastic. But people will message me and they'll say they're watching it. I just heard from a few people the other day and they were like, I started Married to Medicine and when does it get good? Because it's boring. And I'm thinking, I think it's great from the jump off. That first season has one of the most iconic fights between Mariah and Toya and Mariah's mom. I don't know if it's in the finale or in the middle of the season, but I think that first season delivers so well. And I think that's why Married to Medicine is still on after all these years, because that first season had an iconic fight. And that's how you get a second season. We always look at these one-season wonders. For a second season, you need a big first-season moment. And Married to Medicine had that. They had that epic pool fight, which was Dynasty-esque. Truly dynasty us. So I encourage everyone to watch Married to Med starting season one because I think it delivers. But I know I hear from people and they say, I'm bored by it. But I don't understand how you could be bored by it. And then Married to Medicine, the Lisa Nicole years are fantastic. It's a really good show. One of my faves. Sometimes I think it's better than Housewives. It's better than a lot of the Housewives franchises and it doesn't get the love it deserves. It's on season seven or something like that, but. Have you ever experienced a dry, itchy scalp or ever wondered why your color isn't lasting as long as your hairdresser promised? Well, unfiltered mineral-filled water could be the reason why. Did you know hard water is a leading cause of damaged hair and dry, irritated skin? And that about 85% of the United States uses hard water filled with dissolved minerals and added chlorine. That's where Canopy's new 
filtered showerhead comes in. Canopy, known for their beauty hacks and reimagined humidifier, has revolutionized the filtered showerhead. Dermatologists recommended this unique three-stage filtration system greatly reduces contaminants and odors in your shower water, leaving you with healthy hair and glowing skin. Best of all, the Canopy filtered showerhead is hassle-free. Installation is a breeze, and its unique quick-release filter replacement feature allows for seamless filter replacement unlike any others on the market. Go to getcanopy.co to save $25 on your Canopy filtered showerhead purchase today with Canopy's hassle-free filter subscription. Even better, my listeners can use code EVERYTHINGICONIC, all together one word, at checkout to save an additional 10% off your Canopy purchase. Hurry, your hair and skin will thank you. This episode is sponsored by Los Angeles Tourism. Y'all know I'm from the Midwest, but I've lived in California for so long, and I truly do love it here in LA. There's so much to do. My parents were just in town and said the same thing, because we always have something to do when they visit. There's so much good food and drink here. There's lots of pop-ups, rooftop bars, year-round alfresco dining. I love being able to eat outside here all the time, but they really have so many different food options uh, that you can get all the time. Tons of great shopping and fashion. Uh, They just opened up a new shopping center right across the street from where we live. And it's just fantastic to be able to walk there. I love that. I love having the sun. I love the attractions, the studios, the lifestyle. You get all the Hollywood pop culture stuff that I certainly love so much. Uh, And also, you just get the wonderful weather. It's really a fantastic place. So I want to encourage you all to head to discoverla.com. Again, need more ideas for your next visit? Just head to discoverla.com. Ever since I saw Clueless, I wanted to have the most amazing wardrobe, and that includes all of the clothes inside the wardrobe closet, and that's why I'm excited to talk to you about Quince. Now, Quince has you covered with truly timeless pieces that never go out of style. You'll have them in your closet forever. Quince has all sorts of must-haves. I'm talking uh, Mongolian cashmere crewneck sweaters from $50. I have a blue cashmere crewneck sweater I got from them that I get so many compliments on all the time. I love it. Plus, iconic 100% leather jackets and versatile flow-knit activewear. The best part, all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes us savings all over to us. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices, along with premium fabrics and finishes. Love that. Makes you feel good about shopping with Quince. Uh, again, I've gotten a lot of stuff there. Just uh, good quality pieces and a lot of different options if you're looking to upgrade your wardrobe. So indulge in the affordable luxury. Go to Quince.com slash iconic for free shipping on your order and 365-day returns. That's Quince, Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash iconic to Get free shipping and 365-day returns, quince.com slash iconic. But it's nice to see Candy back to Atlanta at the OBGYN, and I'm very interested in the surrogacy journey because Matt and I are just starting to kind of have the discussions of like having children, you know, and we're, we're thinking about surrogacy and we're thinking of adoption and all these options. So it's interesting to see to me, I had mentioned a few weeks ago that I would be cautious of having that on screen if I was Candy. Like, I would just want to protect that because I feel like it could blow up in your face a little bit. But that said, I appreciate that Candy's showing it to us because it's interesting. I didn't know all that stuff when Dr. Jackie said to Candy, after the baby's delivered, 
you'll be in a separate room and we'll bring the baby to you. And then the, the birth mother will not have any communication with you. And there's all these laws and rules in place that I just wasn't aware of that make sense. But it was very interesting to me, that whole surrogacy thing. I, I didn't really understand. That would be weird, too. I think Candy said in her confessional, like, you become so close with the surrogate, and then you're just expected to never speak again, or you're just supposed to be done with them. I don't know. I don't know. I, it's interesting to watch. You know, then we have at the end of the episode the scene between Candy and Kenya, which, of course, we talked a little bit about. And Kenya was making me sad. She was making me so sad. Even when she was crying, I know I laughed at her high pitched. I did try to tell him candy. (laughs) Of course, that was fun. Uh, But it made me feel bad. It made me feel bad. Kenya said she, he crosses lines when they argue. And you can't do that. You know, they always say when you're fighting with your significant other, there are certain things you cannot say because you can't come back from it. So they always say, if you're married, don't say, I want a divorce. Even in the heat of the moment, once you say that, you can't come back from it. Now, Kenya also said to Candy, I like peace. I want to resolve issues. And that's when the brilliant, beautiful Bravo editors, they did a montage of Kenya fighting with people. And that was beautiful. It was really, really beautiful. Producers asked Kenya in her confessional uh, about Mark's tone and how he speaks to her. And Kenya said she wouldn't answer, which was very telling to me. She said she would not answer that. Very telling. Male egos are fragile, unfortunately. Uh, But in terms of marriage, one of the things that always stuck with me, Linda told me this, my mom, she said, in marriage, there are good years and bad years. So if you think of it in terms of years, you are going to have some good years and you're going to have some bad years. Now, that doesn't mean you should have really bad, you know, like, I think there's certain years that are not as good as others. But if you think of it in those terms, then those small fights don't seem as big of a deal, if that makes sense. Or at least that's how I always process that. It's like, if I'm fighting with Matt, Matt and I have been together almost 10 years now, and I look back on those 10 years and I think, yeah, there were certain years that were bad. And then I think of other years that we, this year has been amazing, and we've had other years that have just been so great. So if you're going to spend your rest of your life with someone, there's going to be times that aren't as good as others. There's going to be some bad years where maybe you're fighting about little things all the time, or maybe you're stressed with work and so it's causing problems, or I, I, there's a whole, maybe somebody gets sick. I had a, a close friend who his wife had gotten ill, and so they had a really rough year. They were fighting a lot because the wife had gotten ill. We even saw that in Atlanta with Greg and Nini. I think they had a pretty bad year last year, and Nini mentioned that. So I, there's good years and bad years. And you have to look at it as a whole, right? If you're going to be together with someone the rest of your life, there's a whole. But it, when you have kids, it's different too. You got to be careful because Kenya and Mark, they have a child now. And that toxic relationship really spills over. And I think kids take it in. And so that's why I think it's important to evaluate the relationship because you don't want to teach your children that you are, they should have someone to treat you poorly. Does that make sense? Yeah. I don't know. Who knows? Everyone does it differently, though. Everyone does marriage differently. Everyone has different points of view. I don't know. Anyway, next week on Atlanta, Riley, she moves into a new place, and we finally have a group outing. We need that. We need a group outing. I can't have these women doing separate scenes any longer, because I'm 
exhausted by it. So that's the that on that. Ack! I like Shannon Medora. Ack! Uh, I didn't tell you guys either at BravoCon. I know I did a little BravoCon recap, but people had asked if I ran into any of the Trace Amigas, and I did run into Tamara backstage, but she was on her phone. I did not speak to her. She, of course, blocked me, and I don't believe she knows who I am, which is fine, but she did block me on social media. So, of course, I stayed very clear from her. And then I never saw Vicky, but I did see Shannon backstage before the fancy AF panel. So, we did a, a cocktail book panel. Before that, backstage, Shannon was there and she had said something to Ariana. And of course, I like jumped in. (laughs) I like, (laughs) I inserted myself into the conversation and Shannon was very nice. Those were the most wild moments, by the way. BravoCon was just like the backstage of it all. It was like, before that panel, I saw Chef Ben from Below Deck and Shannon and Captain Lee and Ariana and Tom and uh, then the Summer House cast came in. It was like this green room filled with just a bunch of randos, and they were all interacting. Like seeing them say hi to each other was thrilling for me. Like just watching, I don't know, Shannon uh, wave at Chef Ben or something like that. I, I don't know. Those kind of interactions were the best part. But Shannon was very nice. Ack! And I kept wanting to shout Ack at her. <laughs> Ack! Shannon, Ack! Because uh, that's what I picture her saying all the time. Those Orange County women, there's a lot of tension at BravoCon between them. I don't know if you guys saw the clips of the Orange County panel, but it was just a lot of tension. I'm excited for that reunion. So, speaking of Fancy AF, we did a panel at BravoCon. The book is out December 3rd, so I'm going to be plugging in a million times, so I apologize for that, but it's out December 3rd. You could pre-order on Amazon. It's under $16 right now, so you can order it for under $16. That's the cost. That's less than a movie ticket here in LA, which movie tickets are outrageous here, but you get the picture. It's like a couple cups of coffee from Starbucks. So pre-order it. December 3rd, when you're at Target, when you're at Costco, wherever you are shopping, pick it up. I'm really proud of it. And I hope people buy it and enjoy it. There's cocktail recipes. There's cute little stories from the book or from the um, from the show. There's great pictures. It's really fantastic. And I hope you all buy it. Speaking of, I will be at the Grove. So for those of you who are in LA, please come see uh, Tom, Ariana, and I at the Grove on December 9th. Uh, Ariana and Tom will be signing books, and then I'm doing like a Q&A with them beforehand. So we'll do like a little Q&A, and then you can have them sign your books, and I think they'll be taking photos maybe, and uh, it'll just be a fun night at the Grove December 9th, and also at the Grove here in LA. They have all the Christmas stuff up, so you can come see the decorations. I think my parents are going to be in town that weekend, so you'll Linda and Gary will be here if you want to meet Linda and Gary. <laughs> They'll be at the Grove Book Signing. They're the true stars at the Grove Book Signing. So Linda will be there if you have any cooking questions. <laughs> I'm so excited to talk to her later, really. She's just, Dan, it's Thanksgiving. you got to cook everything homemade. She always tells me, you can't make it. <laughs> Nothing from a box. We're, you're Italian, Dan. Don't make anything from a box. How dare you, she'll say. Uh, anyway, she'll be at the Grove Book Signing with me. Just they're uh, coming to town for a little vacation and they'll be there. But please pick up the book. Pick up the book. Pick up the book. And check out the Holiday Movie Podcast, a very merry, iconic podcast. We have, I think, three episodes up now. We're doing a throwback episode about Christmas with the Cranks, which we rewatched. And it's a wild movie, Christmas with the Cranks. It's just a lot of Jamie Lee Curtis yelling, chasing after hams and yelling like Diane Keaton. (laughs) 
Oh, I love Jamie Lee Curtis. But you know she hated doing that movie. There's no way she liked doing that Tim Allen film. I just imagined them were they were fighting behind the scenes, and they hated each other. That's what I choose to believe. That's what I choose to believe. Anyway, let's uh, please find me on social media at Danny Pellegrino on Twitter and Instagram, Facebook, facebook.com slash Pellegrino Danny. Finally, if you want to support this podcast, go to patreon.com slash everything iconic. If you click become a patron, you could donate $4 more per month. You get access to all the bonus episodes. More importantly, it helps to support this podcast. So I'm doing one bonus episode a month. I just did the Berkshires, December Berkshires County, the Roni episode. I just recapped that over there. So it's a, a season eight episode when they were in the Berkshires. And that's when Bethany called Luann a slut and a whore. And a, <laughs> she lost it, remember? You're a slut. And that's also when Dorinda was drunk and she said, I cooked all day. I decorated. I did it nice. So if you can't behave yourself, you could all go home. She said, "Behave instead of behave." And it's <laughs> if you can't bede- if you can't behave yourself, you can all go home. <laughs> oh, I love those women. It's one of the best episodes of Roni ever, season eight, episode nine. It is so good. It's a holiday classic too. They should play it on Freeform uh, every holiday season because it's so so good. Or TBS should do a twenty four hour marathon of it, uh, the way they do a Christmas story because it's a holiday episode for the ages. Anyway, let's do our little cool down. I hope you all have an amazing Thanksgiving with family, friends, or just alone if you're celebrating alone. Let's all take a deep breath in. Hold it. Breathe out. Let's take another deep breath in. Hold it. Breathe out. Let's take one more deep breath in. Hold it. Breathe out. Now, I know holidays can be stressful. Please find some time to just breathe. If you're with family and they're stressing you out, Maybe they think different politically than you, or they're I don't, just generally stressing you out. Go to the other room and breathe, or go to the corner. I always think about Kim Richards in The Real Houses of Beverly Hills. Remember when they were in the airport, and she just went and prayed by a trash can? I think that's an important lesson for all of us. Sometimes you just need to go have a moment by a trash can. So if your family's stressing you out, you go to the corner of the room, maybe it's near a trash can, you get on your knees. You don't have to pray to a God, but you just need to breathe in and breathe out. Because uh, sometimes family and holidays can be super stressful. So think of Kim Richards in that trash can, and you go pray by a trash can. If you're in LA, you can maybe go pray by the Sir Dump. (laughs) Hop in on Uber, and you go to that Sir Dumpster, and you just take a moment for yourself. Pray to the Sir Dump, and uh, breathe in. Anyway, I love you all. Happy Thanksgiving. Bye-bye. I'm thankful for all of you. Icons, I'm sure I've mentioned this many a time on the show, but I use DoorDash all the time, and I'm sure so many of you are right there with me. When you need a meal, you hop on DoorDash. And that's why I'm so excited to tell you about DoorDash's Dash Pass. It's the most affordable way to get anything in your area delivered to your door, helping you save lots of money, lots of time with every one of your DoorDash orders. So it's really a big saver with $0 delivery fees and lower service fees on your eligible orders. Dash Pass makes it super easy to 
save on restaurants or retail items, groceries, all your local favorites that deliver on DoorDash. Because I don't just get my meals. I also get a lot of groceries. You can get, again, retail items, local stuff. Dash Pass, too, pays for itself in just two orders on average, making delivery even more worth it. Plus, Dash Pass gives you special access to exclusive promotions, member-only menu items, all for just $9.99 a month. So get more from your delivery for less. Sign up for Dash Pass today only on DoorDash. Use code ICONIC24. That's ICONIC24 and get 50% off up to a $10 value when you spend $12 or more after signing up for Dash Pass. Subject to change, terms apply. Again, use code ICONIC24 and get 50% off up to a $10 value when you spend $12 or more after signing up for Dash Pass. Icons. Did you ever watch True Blood? I was obsessed. I thought the men on that show, Alexander Skarsgård, Ryan Quanton, I was in love with him when that show was airing. And I thought it was just so good. And so that's why I'm so excited to tell you about the new season of the Truest Blood podcast. The Truest Blood podcast is fantastic. If you haven't listened before, it's hosts Kristen Bauer and Deborah Ann Wall, who rewatch and tell true stories from the set of HBO's iconic series, True Blood. They discuss the episodes, the blood, both fake and real, and all the sexy bites in between. And this season of the podcast, they cover seasons three and four of True Blood, uh, where there's more werewolves, witches, and vampire royalty on the show. Plus, I have really great people who worked behind the scenes of the show coming on and talking about the show. Lots of that to come. I think we're all pop culture junkies here. And one of the things that I love about pop culture is seeing how the sausage is made. And so I think that's why we're all going to be so excited to listen to the Truest Blood podcast. So check it out. uh, And also check out the show True Blood. Watch all episodes of True Blood on Max and listen to the podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the acclaimed movie, All of Us Strangers, starring Paul Mescal and Andrew Scott. Stream the new Hulu original limited series, We Were the Lucky Ones, with Joey King and Logan Lerman. And don't forget about Grey's Anatomy. Every Grey's episode ever is now streaming on Hulu. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu.